For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey y'all, this is Josiah Gray, and this is Half Street High Heat. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat, a very special episode. I feel like I say that every time, but I mean it this time because we are officially kicking off our positional player rankings starting tonight with catchers. And you know what that means. I am joined by a very special guest, the man, the myth, the legend. You know him very well from our YouTube page, which you should very well be subscribed to by now. Trey at reverse on Twitter. You don't go forward because that's he puts that thing in reverse. Follow him on Twitter at our, yeah, I tried to give you like a really cool slogan there. Didn't work out. It was cooler in my head than I, have, I really came out. I appreciate the effort, though. That's yeah. It's the thought that counts. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at reverse two R's two S's. <laughs> What's going on, Trey? Nothing much. I'm ready to get these started and get ready for the 2023 season. I am fiending for baseball right now. Like bad. Like I'm like a I'm like an addict right now without my baseball. So <laughs> yeah, Let's get it going. Yeah, I mean other sports. I've come to realize just come to really disappoint you and yeah, not that just don't, just don't do different. it for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that baseball is any different, but at least like <laughs> preseason, you get some sense of optimism. Like you can say, <laughs> you know, this guy's going to be good before he inevitably breaks your heart or, you know, whatever. But anyways, we're talking about catchers all throughout baseball. And, you know, there's some pretty interesting names. Like you know, we were talking uh, before we started recording, a lot of these lists, we haven't obviously completed all of our top 10 lists for every position, but, you know, starting tonight with catchers, our list looks significantly different from last year. Like, it's crazy how much a year can change. Some guys that were staples at the position for years are just not anywhere close to our top 10 anymore. And there's guys that were nobodies last year that are now top 10, top five guys. Uh, it's crazy to see the turnover at the position, at least in our eyes, uh, after one year, is that kind of your general takeaway from the position too? You know, as we get ready to do these rankings. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the infusion of young talent really helped the catcher position. Uh, actually, looking back at our list last year, it really made me want to be a little bit more aggressive with the preseason rankings with some of the young players because they seem to just come out of nowhere all all of a sudden now. Yeah, um, like obviously Whitney we airfield at number three kind of take. <laughs> Yeah, let's I might I might go the opposite of those kind of takes. <laughs> but uh yeah, so um but yeah, that's especially uh hitting wise, the bats are a lot there's a lot more hitting uh just in one year, which is pretty crazy. So definitely a lot different than last year. Yeah, so for those that you know were with us last year and, and remember how we do these rankings, we are gonna switch it up a little bit. We're not just gonna rattle off 10 through one like we did last year. We're gonna just kind of talk about the position in general, what we look for in our rankings and bring guys up that kind of fit that mold. If we're talking about defense, we might talk about, uh, you know, a, a guy that's not necessarily the, the biggest power hitter, or the biggest contact hitter, but plays a really solid game behind the dish. Or, you know, if we're talking about guys that hit really well, you know, we might talk about uh, the, the guys that are known for a little bit more power because, catching is one of those or catcher is one of those positions that uh you know you'll kind of take the trade off of good defense even though it might mean a lack of power but that doesn't apply to everyone there are guys that do both find you a catcher that can do both and some teams have and you know there is a team in our division that just traded for someone on this list that kind of does both so it's a very interesting conversation to have and i'm excited like obviously like trey just said i'm just excited to talk baseball again but you know, catching is such a, you know, specific position. Obviously, 
pitchers are princesses. They want everything their way. And, and you know, the grips, the, you know, the baseballs, the mound, everything, but that applies to catchers too. So catchers, a catcher's job is to, you know, make themselves fit the needs of five starters eight to nine relievers and any guys that go up and down throughout the year. Like it's a very difficult position to have. So catching is always one of the more fascinating conversations to have when we do these rankings. And it's something to keep in mind too, because you can't look at box scores, right? Like, you know, for almost every other person, you're like, all right, well, who cares if his glove sucks? He hits 40 home runs. doesn't really apply for catchers. So it's a little bit more of a nuanced conversation, but I'm excited. So without further ado, let's talk about the top dogs at the position. Obviously, you know, in years past, you might have talked about a Salvador Perez. You might have talked about a Yasmani Grandal. You might have talked about, you know, any of a number of guys that have been st- Yadier Molina. You know, he's he did it for so long. It was hard not to include him in any top 10. All those guys, Molina retired. The other two guys are, you know, and towards the end of the careers, like it's been a lot of turnover. Like we said, there has, however, been one staple at the position. And this kind of goes without saying, I, I think everyone knows who I'm talking about, but that's JT Real Muto. He's arguably the been the best catcher in baseball for the past several years, even going back to the Marlins almost. He's always been good in 2022 was no exception. 6.5 war, 276 batting average, which is miles and miles ahead of what you would expect from a catcher. Also 22 home runs, which is miles and miles ahead of what you would expect for a catcher. 820 OPS, which if freaking Victor Robles, a center fielder, had that OPS, I would be over the moon. And this is coming from a catcher. And not only that, he is damn good defensively. Like he does it all. He's been the most complete catcher for years. And 2022 does not change that. I mean, Trey, for you, is there any chance we can see JT Real Muto dethroned like in the next three years? Uh, you know, it's, it's tough because I really do think that he is just in terms of both sides of the ball, it doesn't really get much better from the catch position, especially when you factor in his speed. I think that's <laughs> one of his more underrated aspects, but, Absolutely. uh, if there is one player who I think could potentially dethrone <laughs> him, <laughs> it would be Adley Rushman. Uh, this guy came up last year, uh, in about May, I believe, and just absolutely lit the league on fire. It wasn't. It, you know, we kind of knew it was it was coming. Um, there was even I even almost put him in the top 100 list that we did last year as well uh, in the preseason um, <laughs> just because he'd seemed like a sure fire, fire hit. But I mean, when you see it in action, he really is uh, in terms of batting. He's has he has such an experienced approach with the way that he goes about things. He wants to hit the ball all over the field. He wants to stay up the middle the other way. Uh, he has a great eye at the plate and he's a switch hitter and he can do it from both sides. So that's pretty important as well. Uh, and just the way that his, his defense, he, he called such a good game behind the plate for the Orioles. And you could see, this is just the intangible stuff. You could see how they responded to him. His, his pitchers responded to how that he caught the game. He was so enthusiastic about his pitcher success, even more than himself. So, that's kind of catching in a nutshell, right? It's being a selfless player who is able to yep. give the spotlight away. But with Adley, he's so good that he kind of commands that spotlight. So if there's any chance Real Muto gets dethroned, it's by Adley Rushman. Yeah, I think that's a safe pick. The, the Adley hype is real. And you could tell there was a direct correlation from the time Adley came up to the Orioles pitching staff success, to the Orioles success in general. Like it, you know, baseball's, probably the only sport where one person cannot you know change the game right football you can have a quarterback hockey you can have a goal scorer or a goalie you know basketball obviously you can have a, a stud at any of the positions but like baseball it's hard to just plug a guy in and the team completely change Adley kind of did that last year and obviously they didn't make the playoffs but I think everyone was surprised by the Orioles last year and a large part of that was due to Adley Rushman. So I don't hate that pick. I'm still, you know, going with JT Romuto for now, but I, I don't hate that pick. Um, a guy I've been a fan of for a while is Will Smith. And is he better than JT Romuto? No, I, I would still put JT right now. And if anyone wants to put Adley above him, listen, I'm all for a good take on, on you know, this podcast and in general. So if you want to put Adley above him, 
perfectly fine. But I've been a Will Smith fan for a while. And obviously playing for the Dodgers, you know he has the benefits of all the analytics and player development. And it's shown. Like this is an organization that traded away a guy like Kiber Ruiz, who, you know, thank you for that. But like they're trading away depth at catcher because they feel like they have the position, the answer at the position. And it's hard to argue. You know, if you go to his 2022 stats, 24 home runs, 87 RBIs, 807 OPS, again, all way above average for the position. And again, calls a great game. Is he as good defensively as, you know, JT Romuto or even Adley? Maybe not, but like he is more than fine at the position of 4-2 war last year. Like I, I'm, I'm still a Will Smith fan and I would take him over some of these newcomers just because he's done it for what, four years now? four and a half years with between 2019 and 2020, him not playing full time, but he caught 130 games in 2022 or 2021. And then 137, 2022, which might not sound a lot. Cause obviously there's 162 games, but you do have to kind of keep in mind, most catchers only catch 110 to 120. So he's doing more than a lot of other catchers are right now. Not that Adley can't, but Will Smith is shouldering the load and his production has not stopped. Yeah, I've also been a big fan of Will Smith for a while. Not as big of I'm, I'm not as high on Will Smith just because I think he's a really great player. I don't I don't want to take anything away from him. Uh, I've just been waiting for that next level season to happen, and he just hasn't quite gotten there. I think it's still possibly in there uh, where he just has a ridiculous season with the bat because his his power potential is so high. Um, but I've just been waiting for that, waiting for that, and haven't quite gotten it yet. So I'm like, is this just who he is, which is a great player, obviously. Um, but I, I definitely want to see. I think that it's possible that he could have a huge year at any point uh, with with the bat, which would be something uh, that would definitely elevate him for me. Okay, and now one of my favorite young uh, catchers is the big dumper himself, <laughs> Cal Raleigh. I am a huge fan of Cal Raleigh because of what we saw First of all, down the stretch of the season, he was abs- he was otherworldly uh, getting the Mariners into that, that playoff run. Uh, but more importantly, he was so consistent defensively throughout the season. And I think the bat, it has even more room to grow. So I'm really projecting him to have a, a big season coming up. Uh, I think the one main issue is the strikeout rate. He strikes out about 30% of the time, which is frankly unsustainable. Uh, but... The more experience he gets, the the more I believe that he's going to be able to cut that down because he does have a high walk rate. So he has the ability uh, to take pitches. He has the ability to take walks and the power, man. He has a he I believe he's in the top 10 in barrel percentage in the entire league. So, you know, he's going to square it up and hit the ball really hard. And so if he can just cut down that K rate and maybe bump that average up just a little bit, that's going to really help him elevate himself to the next level because the defense is there. And that's just, it's as simple as framing behind the plate and out in front of the plate. He can do everything uh, defensively. So now it's just elevating the bat even more. Yeah. I mean, that's a a solid like pick for, you know, your guy, like a a guy there's reason to be hyped about. And he's like a kind of a true three outcome player. It's like a walk, a home run or strikeout. Definitely. Definitely is. Of of how it's transpired. but. He had 27 home runs last year, so it's like it's not out of the realm of possibility to see him hit 30 in like 120 games, which would be unreal. Um, and you know who who knows with that kind of power, maybe the the Mariners find ways to get him into the DH spot, like you know on a rotational basis. I, obviously, you know that's going to take some finessing, but to do what he did, like his on base percentage last year was not good. And he still had a seven seventy four OPS. Like that's how good he was at barreling the ball and obviously hitting the ball out of the park. Like, so the big dumper, I mean, that's, you don't get that nickname for no reason. So I think he, he deserves that. Um, but speaking of a guy with a big dumper, if we all remember the viral video, this guy had Sean Murphy. Absolutely. Um, I, I w- that was like a top 10 segue of all time. that was incredible um that (laughs) the original video was incredible all everything about this has been incredible yeah everything (laughs) um sean well the only unincredible thing uncredible huh is that he's on Uh, the braves (laughs) yeah he's on the braves right now and 
like when doing this list, if the Braves target a guy, if they trade away a guy in William Contreras, who was an all-star last year, a little bit of a questionable all-star, but an all-star last year, trade him away when he's still presumably in his prime and kind of bump Travis Darno, who's a very solid catcher. Is he top 10? Maybe not, but like a very solid catcher to a backup role for this guy. Like this guy must be good. You know, hate the Braves all you want. I certainly do, but like they know their stuff. And if they're paying up for a guy like Sean Murphy, and then of course, immediately extending him right away, because that's what the Braves do. Literally, they have like 10 guys locked up for five years or more, like through contract extensions. It's so it's frustrating. Um, but like, you know, Sean Murphy's going to be good. And then he might not be a household name because like he was obviously playing in Oakland. Oakland really sucked the past few years. Not that the Nats have any room to talk, but they did. Um, like his 2022 was, you're like, wow, he did that in the Coliseum. Like, what's he going to do in a hitter friendly park? You know, 18 home runs, 66 RBIs. Very solid. I mean, 759 OPS. Great for, uh, for catchers again, but he caught, uh, he played in 148 games. That was unreal. He was 22nd in MVP voting. I didn't even that's, know he played that many games. That's a ton. That's unreal. And will he catch that many? No. If you're going to have Travis Darno as your backup catcher, you're going to get him in. So that number may come down a lot, but like he's only entering his age 28 season. Like he is a guy who arguably could be the number one. Like he does it all defensively. And again, with the Braves analytics system and player development and all that stuff, he has a ton of room to grow. And plus he's going to have a ton of protection in the lineup. So you know, his offensive numbers look better. So if you're talking about a guy that might, we already have him in our like top dogs category, but like if you're talking about a guy that's going to be a top dog sooner rather than later, Sean Murphy's probably it. I'm going to have to agree with you there. I really like <laughs> Sean Murphy. Uh, and I think the move to Atlanta is going to boost his hitting numbers significantly for the reasons you mentioned. One, it's not in the Coliseum. And two, he has plenty of lineup protection, obviously, with that's freaking lineup. Is everybody. So good. <laughs> yeah, everybody. So, yeah. So um, but going to another another young guy that I that I'm really high on is uh, Jonah Heim out of out of Texas. And he has the the fielding, which I personally, if anyone who doesn't know me, I'm a I'm a huge uh, fan of catcher defense over offense. On our my personal list, I had Jose Trevino in it uh, in the top ten. Uh, it's basically solely based on his defense because he can't really hit. But uh, <laughs> Heim does have the the upside of having the ability to hit for power. Uh, he was a little inconsistent this year and he struggled a bit down the stretch. But the the power potential is definitely there from the plate. And on, in terms of defense, it's, it's there's not many guys that are that are better than him. He is in the 98th percentile of catcher framing. So he has that, even though for some reason MLB wants to just get rid of that aspect of the game. Uh, (laughs) That's for another day, but uh, yeah, so he's, he's a fantastic defender uh, from the catcher position with the upside of being able to both switch hit and hit for power. And I think if everything comes together for him, that Texas team is going to be scary, especially on offense. Yeah, I mean, Jonah Heim's kind of in a, a unique position because he's an up up and comer at the position already, and also like that Texas staff is a force all of a sudden. Um, I know they got obviously they got the Grom. They had Martin Perez. Didn't they sign someone else this off season? They they signed John Gray last off season. I so feel like there's there. one more this off season. Oh man, I'm blanking. This offseason <laughs> has felt like four months. I'll come back to that. But regardless, that Texas staff is like legit all of a sudden with veterans, not just like young guys, which they have young guys too, like Jack Leiter, Kamar Rocker, and, and other guys in the top 100. But like they're vets, they know how to have success in this league. And it's like Jonah Heim is also going to benefit from that because he's going to be picking Jacob DeGrom's brain, who's arguably still the best pitcher in baseball. Like, 
you know, he's going to benefit a lot from that as well. And that kind of goes to the things that don't show up on paper, like how guys improve. He's going to be calling better games because Jacob DeGrom and others are going to demand that of him. He's not going to be catching games from like no name pitchers, you know? So he's a guy that could shoot up this list a lot. And like you said, he's arguably the best defensive catcher right now. And, you know, Jose Trevino is definitely in that uh, conversation with a couple other guys we mentioned, but, you know, Jonah Heim deserves his praise, but, you know, you mentioned defense, right? Obviously a massively important part of being a catcher. There are guys that are just that good offensively where you kind of just take your lumps at the catcher position or you kind of start platooning them, which we've seen more and more teams do. They'll kind of employ close to a 50-50 split to kind of lessen the load or, you know, kind of hide any defensive deficiencies that, you know, their starting catcher, so to speak, may have. One guy, if we're getting into kind of the risers and fallers uh, in this list, is Wilson Contreras. And it's ironic because he got paid this offseason. He's now replacing Yadier Molina, honestly one of the best catchers of all time. So it's like he has big shoes to fill. And uh, did I say Wilson Contreras or William Contreras? I think you said Wilson, but I can see how you'd get that mixed up. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you got it right. Yeah, (laughs) Wilson Contreras played for the Cubs, now plays for the Cardinals. And like, you know, his numbers aren't eye-popping, especially compared to some of the other guys we've talked about. But, like, 22 home runs, very good for a catcher. 815 OPS, very good for a catcher. Like, that's kind of what the Cardinals are paying for. They're not paying for a Yadier Molina copy because they're not going to get it. He's nowhere near Yadi was or any of the best defensive catchers in baseball, but he's still serviceable. So, for me, I still had him in my top 10 because you can't have these numbers – that Wilson Contreras did as a catcher and still be in your prime. He's entering his age 31 season and not be top 10 in my eyes. Like a guy like Salvador Perez, who, you know, two years removed from hitting 40 plus bombs, you know, he's older now. So like, even though he's still valuable offensively, he's not catching as much and, you know, he's not going to replicate that kind of offensive production. So I, you know, I left him off my list. That's kind of the, the difference I have in, you know, my offensive catchers, but Wilson Contreras still in his prime, still in a stacked lineup, you know, all the reasons um, that Sean Murphy is going to get for, you know, perceived improvement. Wilson Contreras is going to get as well. He's going from a kind of depleted Cubs lineup to a stacked Cardinals lineup. I still think Wilson Contreras is top 10. I know you disagree, which is kind of wild to me. Yeah, my uh, my issue with Contreras is just that he, I he doesn't have he doesn't have really the consistency I'm looking for from the catcher position. Uh, obviously, his upside is with the bat, especially, is extremely is extremely high, and that's definitely something to consider. But uh, I'm a little bit more pessimistic about him being able to repeat his performance from last year uh, over the course of this new contract. It's tougher uh stadium to hit in as a home ball player but yeah he does have a lot of lineup protection and something else is this is the organization that created Yadier Molina so perhaps they can help uh you know right the ship a little bit with his his defensive uh issues so there's there's obviously the possibility that he continues to hit like this and improves his defense and then you're talking about a whole different thing I was just a little bit more pessimistic just because of his inconsistency, but I still think he's a great player. Yeah. You Valley defense. There's nothing wrong with that, but I mean, you know, I remember having a similar conversation with you last year about Wilson Contreras and he had a better 2022 than he did 2021. So it's like, come on, Trey, like let, let's, let's jump on board here. Yeah. I, it, you know, it's, that's true. Uh, my I'm not only saying he's like that... top three, like yeah. I think I had him last year, but he's certainly <laughs> still top 10. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot more talent in the catcher position all of a sudden. That's, so. that's fair. That's fair. That's that's maybe I'll, I could be totally wrong. So we'll see. Well, I mean, <laughs> including this next guy who probably is top five. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to set you up there. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um, yeah, so uh, Alejandro Kirk is one of the more impressive catchers to to uh, debut. He didn't debut last year, but, you know, first full season last year. 
really young guy, but his maturity is already very apparent for his age. Uh, the defense is obviously super important for me, and he's got that. Uh, but most importantly as well, his approach at the plate is is really impressive. He's uh, He has, actually has more walks than Ks last year, which is extremely hard to do, especially in today's game, uh, especially as a catcher. Uh, so he's able to get on base. Uh, his power kind of waned throughout the season. He started really hot, kind of fell off a little bit, but he still had a had a decent power season. But really, the on base factor and the defense are are extremely impressive uh, for such a young player. He has he has even more room to grow as a defender and as a hitter. So he he's one of the more intriguing guys on this list for me as well, just to see where his career progresses uh, based on his unique skill set. Yeah, and he, he's. Only 24, which I know is, it's crazy. Well, I, I, I don't know if you mentioned that, but like, <laughs> you know, Adley gets all the hype, but Alejandro Kirk, all-star last year, silver slugger last year, and deservedly so. Like Adley got all the hype, you know, and Adley's great, but like Kirk is unreal offensively, defensively, but also we kind of need to mention Danny Jensen as well. He's basically fighting off a, another top 10 catcher. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm with you there. I was actually I'm very curious to see what the Blue Jays end up doing if they end up trading one of these guys. They just traded their prospect uh and got a they got Varsho who's a catcher, quote unquote, but you know, he plays He's center field more. more. Yeah, center fielder. Yeah, but it it's very they're in a weird spot because it's it's almost a good problem to have but also not because you you want this guy to get ABs, you want him to play like Jansen is an, also a great defender back there, so it's it's tough. Uh, when both guys on it's absolutely crazy to have two guys that are that good on both sides of the ball at the catcher position. So I'm, I'm, I really don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Like they traded, I think it was Gabriel Moreno, if I'm not yes, mistaken. That's correct. Was their, their prospect in the bar show trade? They also gave up Lord Guriel. Um, so like that was a steep price to pay for Dalton Varsha, who's very versatile and very good uh, in his own right. But like for Kirk and Jansen, like you said, it's a good problem for the Blue Jays to have, but they're both very good. And you mentioned like they need to give them at bats. I don't, even though the Blue Jays are quote unquote my AL team, I adopted them. I don't watch every game. Um, but looking at their stats, I'm a box score merchant right now. Kirk played in 139 games and Jansen somehow played in 72, which if you do the math is like over 200 games. So I don't know how exactly they platoon him if you know, one catches basically catches the starter and then the other comes in for the relievers. Like, I guess that would kind of work. I don't know. I don't know if Kirk just gets a lot of DH appearances. I don't know what he's going to do, you know, uh, upcoming. Uh, like, I, I guess Kirk did get some. Like, there's no way you play in 139 games compared to your, uh, you know, catching partners 72 and not DH some. But, it, you know, it, it's kind of wild that because I, I you know Danny Jansen's kind of getting uh overshadowed here but he's also very very good so it, it's unreal that the Blue Jays had such a, a, a depth and surplus at the position I don't yeah and he's got the uh he has the the power from the plate from the uh from the batter's box excuse me yeah uh, that, 15 home I, runs in 72 games yeah so it's it's just about sample size with him now. You know, he doesn't have a ton of full. I think he has one full season where he wasn't. It was a while back, so he wasn't quite the hitter he is now. But uh, it's just it's tough because both guys offer so much on both sides of the plate, but you can't play both at once unless one of them's only hitting. So I, I'm just curious if they're going to try and maximize his value and maybe get a trade for some for a position that they need more or if they're going to maybe ride him as a full-time dh uh or one of you know the way you're saying flip-flop uh, and I one mean, one dh one catch but it's it's I, tough I, I guess you can but it's like how do you do that yeah because no, you it's they got a, they got a stacked are, lineup too so both are really good defensively yeah, yeah so it's like you know you're almost better off trading someone like i assume jansen because he's a little bit older and you know they're giving kirk more reps uh like in there's going to be a team that views Jansen as a top 10 catcher like we do, and we'll pay up for him because it's such a premier position. Yeah, that's so, tough. Tough for them, uh, for sure. It, they also had, uh, you know, the star catching prospect, Riley Adams, that they had to get rid of, too. 
So it, it just it, it's insane that you know they had that many good catchers in their lineup. Um, but speaking <laughs> of Riley Adams's teammate, um, hey. hey, you know we couldn't talk catchers without talking about my guy Caper Ruiz. Keeper Ruiz still don't still not confident. Nobody knows how to say it, even on the broadcast. It's provocative though; it gets people going. <laughs> um, I mean, I am. I was talking to Trey before, but like I'm trying to hype myself up for the season, you know, believe a little bit, not be so negative this year. Still working on that, going to therapy twice a week about it. Um, but like you don't need to try too hard to be excited about Ruiz. Like it's kind of just you do a little bit of research. Like the Nats are so bad last year that everything kind of gets clouded. Ruiz had a very, very good season. Was it to the level of JT Real Muto or Adley or anything like that? No. But, you know, in 112 games, he, you know, batted 251, and he was great defensively. Like, it, it was a breath of fresh air compared to what we've had recently because, like, we had, what, Kurt Suzuki? Jan Gomes, like Jan Gomes, what everyone was like, oh, he was a great catcher. He was way past his prime, like when we got him. He was still we serviceable. Had, we but had he old was, Matt Weeders before that, too. Yeah, so like Jan Gomes was not the Cleveland Jan Gomes who was like perennial all-star. It was a, it was solid, obviously. You know, he's part of the reason why we won the World Series. And Kurt Suzuki, I mean, he retired basically right after that. He played like one season with the Angels and then retired. Like, you know, he was at the end of his career. So getting a guy like Ruiz, a young guy, and so good at such a young age at the position is like a breath of fresh air. And, you know, with these, you know, other young guys at the position, getting all the rec- recognition, your Adley, your Will Smith, Murphy, Kirk, etc. you know, Ruiz deserves to have his flowers as well. Because I think in – you know, maybe I'm just trying to manifest it. He's going to be even better offensively this year. Like he didn't, you know, jump off the stat sheet, but I think it's, you know, reasonable to assume he's going to get better with another year in the system, presumably a little bit. I don't know if it's better protection, but it's like he's more accustomed to the guys around him because, you know, some of them are vets and some of them are young guys and they're all, you know, in this together. Excuse me, got the hiccups, but you know, I, I think Ruiz is going to have a really solid season. And, you know, guy, it word is spreading. Like, word is spreading around the league. You do not run on this guy. You just no, don't. Yes, no, you do not. You do. You just don't. So I think Ruiz is one to watch. Like, even though there might not be a ton of bright spots with the Nats, Ruiz has already established himself as one. So I, I think he deserves top 10 consideration. Absolutely. Um, I was actually going to point out more about his his ability to throw out runners is you you look at his uh pop time it's not it's not that great and you're like this guy what's what is he doing so well like, yeah he won't throw out runners but he does it is all about the arm accuracy he is extremely accurate uh and in fact i remember multiple throws where he just put it directly on the very left side of the the bag and the runners are basically just sliding directly into the to the glove uh obviously they had this awesome wheel route pickoff move that they did a bunch uh, that he got like, he, he threw out like five dudes at first base in like two weeks. I swear he had the the one game against the reds where he, he uh, won the game by picking off a player. So uh, defensively, that was, great game. The, that was, a, that was one of my favorites of the year when there weren't, there weren't that many, but that was a one of them. <laughs> so, uh, but his, his uh, defensive ability has really impressed me. That's, the biggest thing uh that was honestly his biggest question mark is his you know ability he's not a great framer but everything else he's pretty spot on with um just a solid defense defender uh started to really get good at calling games behind the plate especially i mean he got experience with how many guys i mean geez the amount of pitchers that came through the nat system so he just having that one year of whatever the hell that was last year just having that experience is going to help him go forward because i don't know how much worse it can get than last season uh, so <laughs> that'll definitely help him out. And yeah, he actually, if you look at the underlying metrics as well, he had some bad luck. Um, he wasn't like lighting the world on fire in the sabermetric universe, but he was definitely getting 
a little bit unlucky, especially early on in the season with his power numbers. Uh, the dead ball seemed to not help him out very much. So looking for that to probably improve. If he can get off to a hotter start with the with the bat, that's definitely going to help his overall numbers because he went through a great stretch right before he got injured at the end of the season where he brought, he started bringing those, those hitting numbers back up a little bit, and then he obviously ended up with an injury. But really excited for... What for was the injury, before. Trey? You can say it. He got hit in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened, okay? Gosh. Uh, but man. yes, he's, he's, his uh, testes have recovered, uh, or so I'm told. <laughs> so. Yeah, we have a source. That yeah, looking healthy going into going into spring training here. Um, but like Ruiz, uh, something you know, the, the throwing out runners obviously gets all the attention because you can kind of quantify that, right? How many runners he's thrown out, stolen base percentage, etc. But like one thing he's also very good at that kind of gets lost in a good catch, like. You know, you think good catcher, like, all right, not a liability offensively, calls a great game, throws out runners, you know, et cetera. But one hugely important thing, especially now with how hard guys throw and the movement guys have, is blocking. And Ruiz is top 10 in baseball on blocking. Like, among all catchers, if you look at, you know, his, um, what is it, blocking runs or, you know, um, run saved by blocking or whatever the exact metric is. I forget the exact action acronym, but he's top 10 in that metric as well. So it's like he does so many little things well, and he's only going to get better because he's still so young and he's still learning the position. And like you said, you made a great point, Trey, with all the turnover you have with your starting pitchers, like it's hard to build a rapport. So much of catching is building a rapport with your pitchers and all the relievers. And that's why it's so difficult to do. And that's why you kind of need a platoon partner to help, carry the the burden with all the ups and downs uh you know call-ups and and you know send downs that the guys go or teams go through and all the additions and all the injuries like it's hard to build a rapport with 30 guys 40 guys throughout the course of a season so you know with Ruiz hopefully getting some stability now guys like Gray, Gore, Cavalli, like it or not Patrick Corbin, Trevor Williams like they're slated to be here for at least two years so it's like he can finally, in theory, get some uh, rapport and build some chemistry with all those guys. And, you know, our bullpen's kind of young, too. Those are guys that you would assume are going to be here for at least two years. So it's like, you know, he can finally get some stability with his battery mate, and that's going to help him as well. So, I, I mean, there's so many reasons to be excited about Ruiz that you don't have to try really hard, and I'm excited. It's like the one thing I don't have to try to be excited about with the Nats. Yeah, you mentioned so. stability as well. That's just something that he did not have at all last year. And nah. I think he navigated that with extreme maturity, but either way, it's not easy. So uh, just I, obviously you said in theory, in theory, you know, with with this young rotation and then some of the older guys as well, but they should be there. They should consistently be throwing innings. So if we can keep them, uh, you know, as healthy as possible and have as little turnover as possible, it's going to help everybody, not just Ruiz. But um, either way, he's shown the ability to navigate a tough situation and still perform. So I'm I'm excited for where where his career is going to go. And he's 24 again. the the young The young talent at this position has just exploded. So very excited for that. Yeah, agree. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, so we kind of talked about all the names we want to talk about. If we have any honorable mentions, we can talk about it at the end. But let's, let's put these guys in order. You know, we talked about them all. We've debated a little bit back and forth, but we obviously compiled our consensus rankings again. Uh, Ryan is included in this. He couldn't join us for tonight, but he should be back for the rest of the episodes as we break down every position. You know how, you know, matter of fact, Ryan is with these rankings. His rankings are testament. So, you know, you know, he's not going to miss too much of this, but consensus rankings. This is, you know, all three of our lists. Number 10 is the guy we we're just talking about Kaber Ruiz like Ryan and I had him in a top 10 you said you wanted to you didn't 
Yeah, but, he would have been my number 11 pick. Right, right. Like, I knew wouldn't take much convincing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, number 10, Kiba Ruiz. I literally just said his name two different ways there. Uh, number nine, Danny Jensen. Uh, he's someone, if he gets traded, he could skyrocket up this list. Absolutely. Uh, I, nine seems like a very safe spot for him right now, but he could easily be our, our riser next year. Uh, number eight, Jonah Heim honestly probably a little low like he's but it's also just a product of the position with all this depth now you know across the league if you're doing it in tiers he's tier two like he's he's up there with you know the one b's of the world um number seven wilson Contreras. that again that's a product of ryan and i having him high valuing offensive production because his offensive production matches offensive production at positions where you value offensive production and he's a catcher. So even though he doesn't stand on his own well defensively, he more than makes up with it for the bat. So he comes in at number seven, number six, the big dumper himself, Cal Raleigh, again, a riser. We've talked about it. I will say, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings, Trey. He does. It does concern me that he could be just another Mike Zunino where it's all home runs and it never amounts to potential. Cause Mike news, Mike Zunino is like the number three pick in the draft and he's, you know, still in the league. So he's gone on to have a good career, but Cal Raleigh reminds me a little bit of that. So I hope he kind of takes that next step that Zunino never did. Yeah. There could uh, be a little boomer bust there. I can, yeah, I can yeah, understand. That, that's my also Zunino was a Mariner as well. So I don't know if that's why it's <laughs> reminding me, but a uh, little bit of concern there, but regardless, Great season last year. Hope he continue, continues it this year. Number six. Top five. Number five, Alejandro Kirk. Again, he's probably right on the, if we're doing tiers, right on the cusp of top of tier two, knocking on the door of tier one. Like this could be the year he firmly entrenches himself into year or into tier one because he is very good on a very good team, fighting off another very good catcher. Like there's no real downside I can see about him. Number four, Sean Murphy. One through four might look a lot different next year, but still have the same four guys. Who knows? Sean Murphy, all the reasons we stated earlier, he's probably going to be, you know, an all-star gold glove, silver slugger this year. going to destroy the Nats, dude. Yeah, yeah he's going to be a Nats killer. Number three, Will Smith, my guy. I mean, you're Will Smith and you're in Hollywood. Like, come on. Was not the love. But Will Smith. Man, well, I don't know about now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Will Smith, he he's very good. Still, like, entering his prime, you know, or at least at the beginning stages of his prime. Plenty of room to grow. Uh, and it's the Dodgers. Like, you, you can't just assume you know what they're doing. Will Smith could have that breakout that you were looking for, Trey. Which brings us to number two. You know he's on this list. You just weren't sure where, but he's here. Adley Rushman comes in at number two, and I, I, Trey, you had him number one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I uh, debated, I debated, but uh, I did, I did end up going with with JT at number one. Okay, well. all right. So we all, I think we all had him at number two, um, but I, <laughs> it's hard not to root for him. <laughs> like I know there's this unspoken thing you're not supposed to root for the Orioles as a Nats fan. It's hard not to root for him. No, uh, I'm I'm breaking that for for this Orioles. And, and they got plus, too like, much young fun talent to his ignore. TikToks, bro. <laughs> I mean, like this dude is charming. Um, but number number one for right now is still JT Real Muto. Like it, it is until it isn't in my mind. It's JT yeah, that's pretty much time. that was my final. My final verdict was someone's got to take over this guy first before I can, before I can officially say it, you know? Uh, but yeah, if there is one guy that could do it, it's probably Adley. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I would yeah, not I mean, hate it. The, with all the, with all of these guys, I'm just in terms of the talent here, there's so much that there wasn't, that wasn't there. So it, honestly, all of these guys are fun to watch, and I want to keep watching all of them play well. So let's just keep getting better. Honestly, all of them. <laughs> that's what I. That's, that that's my official verdict. Just <laughs> keep getting better, and let me watch them and have fun. <laughs> any uh, any guys you felt were slighted? I know you mentioned Jose Trevino, who's again arguably the best defensive catcher in baseball, or at least was last year. Yeah, no, um, Trevino, I obviously love because of his ridiculous defensive abilities and framing, uh, but he can't 
really compete hitting wise. I mean, even like last year was probably his best hitting season and it was like an 89 WRC plus. So not Same so thing great. with like Austin Hedges. Very yeah, good defensively. Yeah. And I love Austin Hedges why he as well. has a job. <laughs> I love Austin Hedges because he's such a weird stat line to look at. But um, but the other guy that I actually had on my list that wasn't on the full list was uh, Darno. I think it's kind of crazy to me that he was able to have kind of an under the radar, really great season again last year, especially coming off a thumb injury that was pretty major in 2021, which is actually why I was a little hesitant on him. The previous year was just because of that thumb injury, but he looked great. He was great defensively. And again, he produces offensively, which is, I, you know, they could keep him as a backup, but like he could still start somewhere. Oh, he definitely could. Yeah. Uh, but that's a great backup for them to have, obviously. And he can, he's good enough as a hitter to DH some. Uh, so, but I, yeah, I really liked Darno still, but yeah, he's a little older, so he could fall out this, you know, eventually it's going to, he's going to get caught up with all the injuries he's had, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. And I thought it was going to be last year and it was not. So he keeps on going. Yeah. Um, but let us know what you think of our list again uh one through ten uh jt real muto coming in the top spot followed by adley rushman will smith sean murphy alejandro kirk cal raleigh wilson Contreras, jonah heim danny jensen and kiber ruiz rounding out our top 10 so let us know your thoughts uh, on our list comment if you're watching this on youtube uh comment below and if you're listening to the podcast let us know on twitter uh your thoughts um and if anyone got snubbed there's always snubs when uh when we do these lists um but next week we will venture off into the first base category with some serious star power and you know that's one where it's like defense good does not matter so much because we want you to hit bombs so uh we'll see if uh joey manessis cracks <laughs> sorry <I> couldn't, <laughs> couldn't. <laughs> come on man don't do joey like that oh boy you know, he's um, not making it but i love me some joey <laughs> Um, but that's the position where you do value the bat and the long ball and everything in between. So uh, it will be fun to yeah, just be hitting, hitting next hitting. week. That's it. That's it. We don't have to dive into intricacies. We just want bombs. So uh, first base next week, it'll be a fun contrast to this discussion. Trey, you got anything else before we sign off for the night? Um, honestly, just really excited to be doing these again. I'm ready for <laughs> baseball season now but it's still january but i'm ready now <laughs> so now, like right now yeah like like today yeah but today uh yeah either way excited to be doing some more content and uh getting ready for the season yeah so be sure to follow trey on twitter at reverse two r's two s's um all of our uh handles will be in the episode description so if you don't know what i mean uh just copy paste you'll find trey and all of us on twitter myself at the coach moose and of course the show at half street high heat and as i said at the top you should already be subscribed to the youtube if you're not you're really missing out on content if you're like trey and myself who are still kind of somewhat involved in content not as much as we will be during the season like and we're starving and you know you're starving it's probably because you haven't been subscribed to the youtube like he's been killing it all off season long um, and we'll continue to do so. So be sure to subscribe to the Half Street High Heat YouTube page as well. And uh, I, I guess I never really mentioned this on the podcast because we kind of took a short break there for the holidays and whatnot. But we're officially, or at least I am, writing for District on Deck now. I didn't go anywhere. Obviously, I'm still doing the podcast. I'm still very much involved with Half Street High Heat. But District on Deck and Half Street High Heat have kind of formally merged into one cohesive unit so we're writing over there we're still writing for half street high heat so be sure to check out all of our articles on half street high heat.com but also district on deck.com as well so we're coming at you all different ways so you shouldn't be starved for content because we got stuff all over the place all over the internet all over the web to get you through your day and through the remainder of this offseason until at least pitchers and catchers report next month so we got you covered so give us a follow on all platforms. Appreciate you listening again next week. First baseman. In the meantime, let's go Nats.
Let's go, Nets. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team's mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls, so that the commentator who has the calls has passed the wall to see you later. By the early light of dawn, well, you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're fucking curly W's and everybody For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.